0: Welcome back everyone to Just Another Day in Sports. My name is Justin Berger and we have got plenty of storylines to get to. As always,
1: I am joined by Alec Kieser and Doug Watley. How are we doing guys? Oh, fantastic. On this beautiful Monday, it's actually probably the best weather we've gotten in Bloomington this year. Uh, I'm having a great day.
2: I'm doing all right. The Cubs have definitely dampened my mood, but we'll get to that later. Bears are tonight. I'm let me uh,
0: let me start with dampening the mood because yesterday I took the short trip north to Indianapolis to watch my Falcons play the Colts. You and Slider. Yes, yes, me and my little brother. Uh, it was quite the trip. We had a lovely time. the 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 myth of Midwestern fans being nice was debunked yesterday. <laughs> we we ran into some rude Colts fans, but. Again, for those not aware, Andrew Luck, franchise quarterback, Heisman winner, retired from the NFL before turning 30 years old this year. So they have been going with Jacoby Brissett, who is a career backup. Not a bad backup, but a a career backup nonetheless. And he absolutely torched the Falcons' defense yesterday. The Falcons lost 27-24 and did not have a pulse in the first half. It was 20-3 at halftime. Matt Ryan... Again, showed us exactly what not to do in the red zone. He threw a interception targeting Austin Hooper. Uh, threw at least five yards over his head straight into coverage.
1: I have a question for you. Yeah,
0: how worried are you about Matt Ryan?
1: I'm not. I, look, Matt. We don't.
0: We still don't have a great offensive line. Um, th- the Falcons have m- arguably the best offensive weapons in pro football. Are you could argue that. Um, yeah, Calvin Ridley was a ghost. There. Yeah, Calvin Ridley had one one uh, catch yesterday. I think he had two targets. Six yards on yeah, the day. Yeah, it, uh, it, it was not a good showing. This offense peaked with Kyle Shanahan in his second year. He was the offensive coordinator for two years for the Falcons, and uh, he has since taken the 49ers job. But we, the Falcons have reverted back to Dirk Cutter, who was the offensive coordinator in the Mike Smith era. And this off- you see the offense kind of slowing down. We're not not doing the run and gun type thing that they had been doing for a few years. I am worried Keanu Neal is out for the year again. It's tragic because he is such an electric safety. Tore his Achilles for the Does second straight roll year. Yeah, he can play linebacker, but his true role is, is, is safety. Um, it's terrible. He was crying on the field yesterday. Um, so... It's a tough spot to be. They've already lost one of their first-round picks on the offensive line. Um, I said before the year started, I expect eight and eight, and I still expect eight and eight. I think they're going to finish around five hundred. It's just there's, it's not inspiring. You get two, two different. Like last week, watching them play the Eagles was a completely different team than what I saw week one against the Vikings and what I saw yesterday against the Colts. So I, I that's why I think you're going to get eight good games and eight bad games, and I think I can. I got nothing more to say about
2: him. Very bipolar team, like you said. The one thing that stuck out to me, and I'm sure you being at the stadium, you saw this more than people watching on TV, 16 penalties for 128 yards.
1: That is not not
2: professional. That is a high school level stat, and this is horrible. I'll tell you how much that was bothering Justin yesterday
1: is – Two hours after the game, or two hours after he had gotten home, and we're just sitting in the room watching other games, and he just looks at me and rattles off that stat. And I just, I was like, "What are you talking about? What, like, what, what do you mean?" He's like, sixteen. I mean, sixteen for one fifty plus." Like, that's a, I mean, you can't win. You're not gonna win football games. You can't win you football games giving up over a, a hundred yards in penalty. You just can't do. It. As
0: a head coach, at the pro level, you should not. Your team should not have ever have more than 10 at the most, yeah. ever. You, you get the double-digit penalty, you get up to 8, nine, ten yeah. for... This is another, I could rant again for the full hour length of this show about Dan Quinn and his ineptitude as a uh, head coach. I think he's an incredible defensive coordinator, but the man is not equipped to run a football team. It's, it's And it's apparent, and we see it now. He <sighs> doesn't have the offensive coordinator that's going to get the job done to be his kind of co-head coach. Um and we it, it, it all the flaws in his system are coming forth this season and last year. So
2: when you were there, do you think Matt Ryan had a good game as a quarterback?
0: Yes, Matt Ryan's QBR I think was ninety three point three. Ninety three point
2: three. He missed five, uh, pass attempts. He was twenty nine for thirty four. So by the stat book, it was really not his fault. It was just people around him. Devontae Freeman had a decent game, eighty eight rushing yards. That was that's, his first good game yeah, since that's like good. week eight of last year. Julio Jones had 100 plus yards for and a touchdown so it was a when i look at the stats touchdown. it's it's just the penalties and the mental errors the defense couldn't get off the field when they
0: needed to and the offense shot itself in the foot a bunch with false starts um and uh, uh there were a few pass interference plays with the defense it it was a truly childish kind of game yeah. from Falcons like a high school game it felt like um, I do want to move on because there's other stuff we need to get to, but just know I'm pissed. Uh, great game in Kansas City yesterday. Or us uh, Orioles. <laughs> the Ravens and the Chiefs showed down uh, Lamar Jackson.
1: I can't tell if Lamar Jackson's like really, really good or really lucky, but oh my God, is he fun to watch?
0: Yeah, I. I didn't think a whole lot of him, to be honest, coming out of uh, college. But this year, he's kind of been a different player than he... Well, I guess last year, the way he finished was good. But
1: he's got to be the most exciting player to watch in the league. Besides Patrick pa- like, Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes I, has to be number one. I, I, yeah, I, you, there's <laughs> an argument, though. Because, like, did you see the juke he put on the two Kansas City guys to get yeah, in the end? Yeah, that end-sour? was electric. Like, that was unreal. Well, I mean, you saw the
0: dig he had at the media where he said, I'm a running back playing quarterback, which is what he's been described as. But he truly is. Like, he's a running back that can throw the ball exceptionally well. It's He has oh that God kind God. of speed. He rushed for
2: a touchdown, 46 yards on the ground. His passing, out of the three weeks of this season, his passing was the worst in week three. He has 22 for 43. But, like you guys said, he's electric. He's fun to watch. And that's really what Baltimore needs right now. And they're getting that. They were five points within beating the Chiefs in Kansas City, so that's really, really a big step up for this you know, uh, this organization. What, what really amazed me yesterday is
0: it kind of felt like Patrick Mahomes didn't like play his best at times, and he still threw for almost 400 yards and three touchdowns. Like, no the case. Chiefs' just, offense wasn't like firing. It's on all so seven much days. fun to just
1: watch him drop back in the pocket and just like, phew, yeah. fifty yards, touchdown. You're like, what the heck? Oh my! <laughs> How Everybody, did that just happen? People
0: just <laughs> run open in that offense. It's unbelievable. Well, Michael Hardman has been a. Incredible replacement for Tyree Hill so far this year. Get yeah, well soon. Yes, we we watched or I watched Miko play with the Bulldogs for a few years, and he did the same thing in college. He's just faster than you, and he's going to show you like that. I mean, it's there's nothing tricky about him. He's <laughs> just fast, straight line
2: speed. Yeah, Can't very similar it. to teammate Sammy Watkins. too, right. and that's what Mahomes needs. Patriots. Ah, are they going to the lose Patriots. a game this year? Yes, but oh. not. For a while. You think they're gonna go sixteen
0: and zero. They got I think they're in Buffalo this week and then the Bills three and zero. That's
1: gonna be a really fun game. The Pats just look so much better than everybody else. It's not even funny. Although to be fair, they put well, they stomped Pittsburgh in week one. I, but I mean nobody will know nobody will know for sure how good that Pittsburgh team was because everybody on the team's now hurt. And so and then they obviously smoked Miami last week like everybody thought that was gonna happen. And the Jets their, without their starting quarterback and starting middle linebacker, with their backup good. quarterback, <laughs> Or their <laughs> backup quarterback, Luke Falk looked abysmal. The Jets just—they uh, managed just,
0: to backdoor. I feel cover bad though.
1: for. I feel bad for Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, I mean you But wait until this... Sam, Sam Darnold comes back and we'll see how the offense looks. But I mean the Patriots. Like, what more can you say about the Patriots? Just uh, we don't need Antonio Brown. I mean, could, he's more of a distraction. Oh yeah, we didn't. I uh, forgot we didn't to even address bring address that. that up. <laughs> Antonio fine. Brown has been released. It's, every, listen, everybody else has been talking about Antonio Brown like.
2: Exactly. Yeah, it's, sorry, I will
0: I'll throw this out there. Does he ever play in the NFL again? No. Yes. Okay. We'll move on. We'll delay that conversation until it happens. Um, Giants-Bucks. That was the, a fun game. It was a surprisingly fun game between two teams that should not
1: have made it that fun. <laughs> I love Bruce Arians <laughs> no, as a coach. Are you, I, oh, yeah. I, I'm so – finally, Jam- we got to watch Jameis Winston air it out to Mike Evans. Like, why was that not in the game plan? Every week, I
0: correct me if I'm wrong, but you're a Jameis Winston believer until he's done.
1: Yes, and, and I, and I exactly love Bruce Arians, and this is what I that was that was when I pictured when I when Bruce Arians took the job there, that's what I pictured. I pictured Winston dropping back and just throwing moon balls to Mike Evans and him going up over top of people and making plays. It works pretty well. I don't know why they don't do it more, but um. <laughs> the way they lost was so funny
0: it was uh, i i w- i mean i'm obviously was happy with my team being in the nfc south the bucks losing helped the falcons out but i mean the the bucks have had eight different kickers in the last eight years um it has been including bad. a second rounder right uh what's his name florida state Aguaya. yeah Agu- Agu- Aguayo. um they have ju- it's an open door and uh good for Daniel Jones. Played an awesome game. Looked like for all the reasons people don't like Eli Manning, like Daniel Jones was just all the those opposite yeah. And more.
1: Yeah, it was like it was like, "Oh wait, you can yeah. Oh wait, you can like move around behind the offensive line." Oh wait, you can like run straight through a giant gap when it's there. Or, like you can like throw the ball and it just like goes actually far. Like, "Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. The Giants actually remember what it was like to have a quarterback again." All the Giants fans in my life that I know like were so happy yesterday like not even just like obviously winning icing on the cake but just to like watch a quarterback like move like that and throw it oh my god they were so excited i was happy for them too honestly because he played really well it was fun like they he was their guy from the beginning They, they identified that that was the guy they wanted and they they took the risk of taking him at six but you know what if he's your guy then he's your guy and he looks like he's the guy.
2: And it, this reminds, this whole situation reminds me of Christoph's Porzingis with the Knicks, <laughs> where in New York, they get a draft pick, for like, what, fifth overall? Was Daniel Jones six, I think? Sixth. Six. Six. And he goes into the New York media, and everyone, as soon as he gets drafted, absolutely hates him. Now Daniel Jones, he has one good game. Christoph's had a good rookie season, and now they turn the page That's on him. Joe Namath
1: all of a sudden. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> the, but Giants, also, the Giants— fans are all in on Daniel
2: Jones. Keep in mind, they did lose Saquon Barkley for six yeah, weeks. Yeah, that's
0: uh, tough for fantasy owners out there and tough for the Giants because, what? who is it? Wayne Gallman? Isn't that their, ba- I believe that's Wayne their backup? Wayne Gallman is
1: a solid backup, but obviously you'd rather have Saquon Barkley oh,
0: right. taking those carries. Um, um,
2: Daniel Jones true. led the team in rushing yards due to that last run.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that'll be great. Great. as good as Daniel Jones played it will now be a tough Yeah, over their, defense, to their defense
1: is just so bad. The there's Giants a, defense is so bad. There's a lot they have to improve on before they yes. make it. They're gonna that have challenge. a high draft pick next year, but you don't have to figure out your corners. To, at least it it looks like you don't have to figure out your corners. So right. like, we'll see. We'll All right.
2: See. Doug, Bears tonight. Monday night football, primetime. Bears at Redskins. Really two disappointing teams, I would say, so far to this point of the season. The Bears defense is still as elite as it was last year. Their offense is bottom ten right now. So this is a big test in Washington. I expect a lot from Mitch tonight, and that's that's pretty much where I'm at. When do we hit the panic button on Trubisky? Last week. <laughs> no, no, I'm waiting a little bit because he did have a good season last year. He wasn't great, but he was a system quarterback that worked with the Bears. What have you done for me lately? He no, he here's.
1: The, I don't want to cut you off, Doug. I, don't
2: know, I was just gonna say, I just want to see more of him this year. Obviously, this will be a big test, primetime game. Hopefully, he shows up, um, but. These are moments where he needs to shine. He's his number two overall pick. He needs to be there.
1: The best part about these young quarterbacks in the league is their ability to go out and, like, make plays and extend plays or look around the field or go look off their first option or their second to their third. And it's just, like, I cannot remember a single time where Trubitsky just, like, scanned the field and went off his first to his second to his third and hit his fourth read or, like, made a scramble play. Like, he just, like, I'm not, like, you can't compare him to Mahomes. Like, even to a certain extent, Lamar Jackson, like, at some point, you need to start making plays.
0: Yeah. What I do, the one thing I know about this game is that the Redskins stink.
2: So this should be a winnable game for the Bears.
1: Oh, yeah, Chicago should win
2: this Bears games. are favored, I think, by like five points. Um, it's it's going to be a defensive battle, I can tell you that right now. I'm just hoping for two touchdowns, 200, 250, 200 even, passing yards for Mitch Trubisky, and just an efficient game overall. Uh, Who has more fantasy points tonight, Chris Thompson or David Montgomery? David Montgomery. I need David Montgomery. I need 16 points from David Montgomery tonight to win my fantasy matchup. I need six, so I'm riding with him, too.
0: Godspeed by – I agree. I think Montgomery will have more. All right, let's move on to the younger boys in the college football. Let's start here in Bloomington. The Huskies of Connecticut made their way down.
1: And got And got
0: killed. I didn't realize how bad UConn was. They're bad.
1: Yeah, they're they're very they're bad.
0: real bad. <laughs> um, one bad thing that did come out of t- uh, last week was uh, IU lost Koi Kronk, who has been mm. an absolute presence on the line this year. So three wins for IU right now. Can they find three more the rest of the way?
1: Yes, this team is going. There's, there's too much momentum behind the football team, and too much like belief and excitement in the fact that this team could win. Not, I mean, nine win Indiana. <laughs> This team's not going to win nine games, but they can absolutely win six games. We so
0: Rutgers still on the schedule. They're not good. That should be a win. My Northwestern would be in
1: town for that game too. That would be fun.
0: Northwestern could be a win at Michigan State next week. We saw Herm Edwards' team go up there last weekend. Yeah, like ten days ago, and beat Michigan State. Maryland, uh, there's been a face of two seasons for them. You know, going out and scoring 80 points one week, then not being able to score the next week. There's there are some winnable games here. Michigan doesn't look like Michigan. Nebraska's not been great. I'm naming all of our games. <laughs> yeah, 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 there's there's a there's a lot of opportunities. Listen, I agree to get to there. Six there
1: are wins. three wins left on the schedule. Even Pitt, even Pittsburgh played Penn State really tight. Right, like, well, we're gonna get to Pittsburgh. Oh yes, we will. <laughs>
0: Yes, we will. So we think, we think Tom Allen is finally going to catapult this team to a bowl game. Yes.
2: 95% chance. I saw that online. Uh, looking at their last games, six wins or plus, it's going to happen.
0: All right. Optimism in Bloomington. Let's move on to a late-night game that uh, most of the country did not see. UCLA, Washington State. What an unbelievable game. What a Pac-12 game. This, Seriously. This Go was ahead. Your the mouth is open.
1: This was the most Pac-12 game of all time. And, oh, my God, for people who like offense, because obviously that's the month of the Pac-12, wow. They were lighting it up. Dorian Thompson Robinson threw for five touchdowns, I think. The Washington State quarterback, I couldn't even tell you his name, threw for nine touchdowns. This game ended 67-63 in regulation. If you're not a – oh, my, that game was so much fun to watch. They're slinging it all over the field. Uh, fourth downs are being converted, screen plays going for big yards. Like This game had everything you could want from an, from an offensive shootout, and UCLA came out with the win. UCLA had 17 points at halftime. Yeah,
2: UCLA was down big. Yeah. I think it was 35, 35-17. 30, well, yeah, at half. It. I don't know. I think the biggest lead was, what, 32 points or something like that? Yeah. yeah, so yeah around yeah, there.
1: Yeah. Unbelievable.
2: And UCLA, let's be honest, or let's be
0: clear, has been terrible this year. Oh, they have not been good. They early. were zero three entering yeah. this game, and they I had w-
2: Coach Chip Kelly.
1: Yeah, ugh. that no, no sign of life. And Washington State but had been off to a good start. Re- Res- resident UCLA fan Brad Loomis does say he thinks his team could win the Pac-12. Well, the well
0: Pac-12, they're, one, they're one and zero in, so. <laughs> in conference. They're one zero in
1: conference. They're one to zero in conference. It is doable. It is doable.
0: And now we head back down south to my homeland, Notre Dame, Georgia. Uh, game where I. Uh, be honest, I don't think Georgia is the third best team in the country, but I also don't think Notre Dame is even close to being the seventh best team in the country. the The result of this game did not surprise me, but the ugliness did. It's just a
1: very low scoring affair. I thought there'd be a lot more offense. Uh, I'm not I, I mean Georgia obviously with team speed and defense and all that, but like Notre Dame, one one thing Notre Dame does do at least consistently is send defensive linemen. And linebackers to the league, and so it doesn't surprise me that this game was a little, little dirty. But I think that's just Notre Dame dirtying the game up because how else were they going to keep it? Because they were out muscled, obviously. Do you? Let me ask now. Do you do you, who would you rather see in the uh, college
0: football playoff? that came down to it: LSU or Georgia? Georgia. LSU. Why Georgia?
2: Because I still think when it comes down to it, I would trust uh Jake Fromm in the playoff I obviously LSU uh what's the quarterback's name Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrow Joe Burrow I've seen a lot from him but I still I've seen Jake Fromm for longer more consistent I like him and then also Kirby Smart I don't know for now I like Georgia obviously it's it's very very early we haven't seen them play against each other, against Bama, bigger games. but
0: that, Mark your calendars yes. for
2: Bama-LSU. Like, yes.
0: Clear your schedule off the day before and the day after
1: because it's going to be awesome.
2: But right, right now, I still, I'm i still on the Georgia train.
1: I, I just – UCLA is the more – not UCLA. <laughs> we were just talking about UCLA. LSU, for me, is the more exciting team to watch. I love Joe Burrow. Like we talked about last week, I'm a huge Joe Burrow guy. All bought in on him. Um LSU ha- kind of hasn't not that they haven't been good in a while but hasn't like haven't really, been great in a while. Haven't really hasn't really pushed Alabama since the beginning of the like decade really. And so like I, I would love to see those two blue bloods go at it. Um like obviously in the playoff. But I mean Georgia's a great team too. You can't really go wrong with them. I just feel like LSU right now is showing the ability to put up more points, and that's what I'd rather see. But I'm not like exactly if I if, like if we get Georgia, like, I, like, Georgia's a great team, I'd love to watch them too. Just a different type of football game. We get, uh,
0: I've said it again, and I'll probably say it every episode. I love Coach O, I think he's the most dynamic person in college football. One, I think LSU's defense is better than Georgia's, uh, fully acknowledging that they gave up 38 points to Vanderbilt this weekend. Um, and <laughs> they wait, exciting. you think LSU?
1: De- you think LSU's defense is better than Georgia? LSU's
0: defense is better than Georgia's.
1: No. Now, let me
0: read let me read something SEC bias real quick. Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Auburn, Wisconsin, Florida, and Notre Dame. That is the top 10 of our uh of our rankings right now. 6. I believe no, my math is terrible. 5. Half of our top 10 is from the SEC. Yeah. Does that change by the end of the year? And how many SEC teams get into the college football playoff?
1: Um, I think two get in. I think the the problem with the—not the problem, but this is the best part about the SEC, actually, is that they cannibalize each other. You get so many great games each week that it's almost inevitable that somebody gets knocked off. Um, I think you can see uh, not Texas climb into the top ten. The early season loss obviously dropped them, but— um, as they start to win games and, you know, the Texas media machine gets going. and I mean, it's Texas, and obviously Ellinger's incredible. Um, I think you could see them climbing to the top ten.
2: Uh, Wisconsin. We'll get to them later, but they yeah. deserve a top ten spot, and Wisconsin's I think they'll there the for top, a while.
1: Wisconsin, in the, according to the and uh, in, in the AP and the coaches poll are sitting at yeah, they're eight there now. nine, respectively. Uh, Florida, Auburn, LSU, Georgia, Alabama, I mean— I wouldn't be surprised if they are all in the top 15. I think if they all stayed in the top 10, it'd be kind of – it'd be surprising to me because I think Texas knocks out somebody and maybe Oregon or Penn State jumps up into there um, just because uh, like two Big Ten teams, I don't know, probably three Big Ten teams. But let's – Wisconsin, speaking of Wisconsin, great game
2: this weekend. And Jim Harbaugh, question mark, in the future? Jim Harbaugh. He, yeah. he really did not have a great coaching game, and he realizes that – it was the first big game for Michigan this year. They head into Camp Randall in Wisconsin and get embarrassed. And in what should have been a close game, Wisconsin really dominated from the start. And I, like I said, I just said, they're, what, eight right now overall. But I can see them climbing up oh, and, yeah. and being that number one team, even better than Ohio State in that big time. Yeah. I mean, Jonathan Taylor ran rapid
1: over Michigan. He was so good. I think he ran for over 200 yards, like two touchdowns. Yeah, two hundred three yards, two touchdowns on twenty three carries. Yeah, just unbelievable. Uh, uh, that team is that team plays good defense too. Camp Randall's one of the hardest places to play in the country. A lot of people don't realize yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's a very good football team.
0: It's I mean it was thirty five nothing at one point. It was you know, the final score was 35-14.
1: and it was just it was a nasty game too. Like there were two uh, targeting penalties on the same drive. Like two both of uh, Wisconsin's starting safeties got ejected. Dylan McCaffrey got. Killed. Yeah, I that. I mean, he looked like he died <laughs> yeah. on that play. Um. So hopefully he's okay. But it, I, I was excited to watch him too. I was actually kind of pissed.
2: Big but, Ten football. Yeah, baby.
0: I, I just. Harbaugh. I haven't watched an interesting Harbaugh offensive
1: team. In yeah. What? Years. What is wrong? Like Shea Patterson was supposed to come in and just dial it up, right? And, they. I mean, what is? Well, let me. Ask, what
0: is the future of Harbaugh in Ann Arbor? Do we think he's? It, I don't think he's got much longer there, especially if they don't beat Ohio State this year. Uh, I'm thinking that, and then I'm think like who, who else do they like who do they he's hire? Be right, that's always the question. But what if Harbaugh is like I'm done? What if he wants to jump back to the NFL? What if Michigan goes okay?
1: Hello, Urban Meyer, how are you doing? Yeah, oh, whoa, that'd be crazy. No, that would Urban never, Meyer has already signed done.
0: a contract to USC. They're just yeah. waiting for <laughs> the season to end. Um, I, but look, I mean, I haven't seen anything from Harbaugh's teams in yeah. two years since they lost uh, to Ohio State. Who was like uh, Barrett, JT Barrett, mm-hmm. since that game? I haven't seen any like enthusiasm out of them.
2: And they're going to still be tested. Michigan still has to go to Penn State, ranked number twelve right now. They have to play Notre Dame, and then of course, like we said earlier, uh, they are playing OSU, the final game of the season. So that's going to be the real test. And then the Big Ten, depending on where they are in the rankings, they might have an extra game, might not, but they will have chances to redeem themselves. But this loss pushed them back to 20. Yeah.
1: In, they, they really got embarrassed. In five weeks when they play Notre Dame, which team is worse?
2: Notre Dame or Michigan? Yeah. Overreaction. We have overreactions later. Now, um, I'm, I'm going to say Notre Dame is going to be worse. I still think Michigan's fine. I think Wisconsin showed me more about themselves than Michigan did. I will. I'll say. I think Michigan will be worse because Notre Dame doesn't play anybody all year. Well, is that going to hurt them or help them?
0: Well, I got, they're not going to lose. I think Michigan might lose
1: another game. Well, Michigan has Michigan has Rutgers, Iowa at Illinois at Penn State. They could That Iowa. They might games, lose. I they, think. Iowa might come in there and, and like that's going to be a good game. Yeah. I mean, don't sleep on the Hawkeyes. They're always good.
2: Number fourteen. Never right great.
0: Now. Always good. Um USC another Pac-12 game, USC Utah. USC's won two games this year that they were not favored to win.
1: Here's another thing we learned this weekend about the Pac-12. Just not in mean, the Pac-12. They're the Pac-12. <laughs> where's is Washington? Where's Washington?
0: USC, I mean this game was this game was in Southern California. Utah was ranked 10 coming in and they took their third-string quarterback and beat them. Right. Uh, just like Clay Helton is coaching for his job. We all know that. Um this USC team was not supposed to be great. They're three and one it, it, right now. That doesn't now. make sense
1: and, to me though, because you're USC, right?
0: How can you not be good? And then, like they've done, they killed Stanford, and Stanford was ranked at the time. They lost a heartbreaker to BYU in Utah, so that was tough. And then they came and beat uh, they beat Utah this week. So I, I don't, I don't know what to say. They their next two games are at Washington and at Notre Dame, so that's a tough one. They still have Oregon and Cal, who went down at Tavon Hemingway and beat Ole Miss this weekend. That's awesome. So, yeah, Ole Miss is a dumpster fire, man. Um, but I I don't know what to say about this USC team. We we everyone knows that Urban Meyer is the kind of the coach in waiting there. Um, if Clay Helton doesn't bring this team to ten wins this year, he's probably gone. So
1: if Urban Meyer wants the job, would, like even if he does win ten games, wouldn't you still probably would yeah probably.
2: There's really not a better college coach. Maybe like you, Saban. He's,
1: he might be the like. an offense. Urban Meyer. When did you listen to? Did you see the clip of him explaining how to run the like RPOs? Yeah,
0: I watched him. On, I watched him a little bit on Fox's
1: coverage. It was incredible. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I can run that offense now.
0: Like I'm good. No, I mean, for as much as I hate the man, he is a genius. Yeah. He's an incredible Literally coach. A he's genius. a great teacher too. Yeah.
1: The way he talks about it. Yeah. I get doesn't surprise me that he's getting all these jobs.
0: Uh, we already talked about LSU. I think they're the real thing. Well, we'll we'll wait till Bama, um, Auburn, Texas A and I don't believe in Auburn coming into this season, but they went at Kyle Field with the twelfth man, and didn't it? The score didn't show it, but they just beat down on the Aggies all night. Um, Bo Nix has been great for Auburn this year. Freshman sensation. Yeah, son of. Uh, whatever his first name is, Knicks, who played at Auburn <laughs> in the 90s. Um, so that was uh, named after Bo Jackson. It's a great story if you're an Auburn it is fan. A, it is an
1: incredible story. Are
0: you Are you going? Yes. Yeah, so in two weeks, I will be in Gainesville, Florida, for the Auburn-Florida game. Um, that is the, the Auburn's next test because Auburn plays Towson this weekend. That sh- or, excuse me, Florida <laughs> Come plays on, Towson give this Give some weekend. respect to them. Um, and Auburn, I believe has Mississippi State. Yeah, they have Mississippi State. So that's a home game. The Bulldogs aren't as good since Dan Mullen left. So realistically, Florida and Auburn will both be five and0 headed in Gainesville, both top 10 teams in a meaningful game, especially considering uh, Alabama and LSU will most likely still be undefeated and Georgia will still be. Listen to undefeated. this
1: Auburn. listen to how Auburn finishes the year. Mississippi State at Florida, at Arkansas, at LSU, home for Ole Miss, home for Georgia, Sanford, and then home for Alabama. Now, Auburn legitimately break huge game, break huge game, (laughs) break huge game. Full
0: speed, half, full speed. Year in and year out, Auburn legitimately has one of the hardest schedules in football because they play Georgia every year. Um, Florida, like, Florida every year, their SEC West team is LSU. That has sucked recently. Um, but you mentioned Arkansas. I do want to touch on it. They lost at home to San Jose State uh, two days ago. That's so what I'm saying.
1: They go at Florida. Very they go
0: the, yeah. Jerry World. What's going on there? Um, so we'll see what well, we'll see what happens there. But Auburn is legit in my opinion. Texas A&M. Jimbo Fisher. Is this experiment working? Should Jimbo Fisher have stayed in Tallahassee? Is Jimbo Fisher a good coach? Could Jimbo Fisher have stayed in Tallahassee?
1: Definitely not. <laughs> but what do, I mean, like. What do what do we think here? I have not personally watched enough of Texas A and M, but I just like usually when when a coach of Jimbo Fisher's caliber switches programs and goes to another high, like huge program like Texas A and M is, you kind of start to see results early. I don't, I don't know like I haven't really heard much about Texas A and M, so that should kind of tell you all you need to know about Jimbo Fisher's tenure so far. This year they've lost to Clemson and Auburn, so it's not like they've been disappointed
0: Exactly. So. Then
2: they played Arkansas next week, and then they played Alabama the week after. So if they lose to Alabama and they beat everyone else, are they really that bad of a team? Yeah, Even though they three, do have three losses. Your
1: three losses are Alabama, Auburn, Auburn, Auburn
2: and Clemson. And
0: Clemson it's uh, I yeah, I agree with you. Um, I agree. We'll right. have to see. Well, we will move on from that because we don't know enough. And finally. Pitt US US U C F sorry. This
1: this was the game I paid the most attention to because, yeah, me too. <laughs> because Pittsburgh's quarterback, Kenny Pickett, I played high school baseball with and Little League baseball with and all baseball with. I grew up with him, known him since oh, you're an five. athlete. Yeah, I am an athlete. No, but the more important thing is he's an athlete and Pittsburgh looked very impressive against UCF. Talk to me about the Pitt special. Oh my god. I mean I, I think now anytime you see the quarterback go out to the right guard, you or the right yeah. tackle, you need to think Philly special. That uh, what a gutsy play call, you hand like snap to your running back the hand to hand your receiver to throw to your quarterback with the game on the line.
0: This was a big and win for Pat Narduzzi too. A
1: huge win for Pat Narduzzi, and he couldn't he couldn't even help himself after the game. He right. was a, he wanted to scream into the mic, and he just couldn't wait to get in front of his team. I was so happy for Pittsburgh. First regular Pat, season
0: the, loss for the Knights in two years. Oh, yeah. Our national champions. <laughs>
1: With a true freshman starting quarterback. Right. But that team is so good. UCF is so good. Yeah. But, I mean, Pitt was able to do just enough, be just gritty enough.
2: Um, in college was, playing college was, football yeah. at home, it's it's tough and you're gonna have to face teams that maybe aren't as good as you, but when you're traveling to their stadium, you have to be ready and when Pittsburgh you, was ready, UCF, they were kind of shocked. Listen,
1: when you when your twenty seven game regular season win streak gets snapped on the road and in Heinz Field against Pittsburgh team that won the ACC Coastal Division – wait, which – hold on. I don't want to mix them up. Which one is Clemson in? Clemson is the – Whichever one Clemson didn't coastal, win, Pittsburgh coast. won the other one. And so, I mean, this is no slouch of a football team by far. They almost beat Penn State last week. They were knocking on the door with as time expired. Um – Pickett will do enough to win you football games. He's a good player. Where is the Atlantic? Okay, uh, yeah. Okay, so I was right. Yeah, they won the Coastal last year. Um, mm-hmm. This is a, and they run the ball. They play good defense. This is a Pat Narduzzi is a great coach. Like This is a team that consistently also sends defensive and offensive players to the league. Don't sleep on this Pittsburgh team. Now,
2: let me ask you this question: Over one and a half times, we bring up Pittsburgh football again for the rest of the season. You think they'll be up there and over, like
1: over one and a half? Uh, just because. I think their schedule warrants. I think at least one or two more big games, right?
2: Yeah, I mean they'll play other ACC teams. Yeah. No, no, they have nobody. Well, they have- Duke, Syracuse, Miami,
0: Tech, UNC, Virginia Tech, Boston College. Yeah, they don't play another ranked team right now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So I mean, maybe we bring <laughs> them unless up unless
1: unless Kenny starts doing some crazy stuff. And, yeah, yeah, maybe Who knows? Not. I don't know. I will, I'll take. The, I'll I'll optimistically take the over. I mean, just
0: to briefly talk about the ACC, the Coastal stinks. Yeah, it's bad. Virginia's the best team in there right now, and Virginia actually may legitimately be a good team. But North Carolina, Duke, Va Tech, Miami, Pittsburgh, Georgia Tech. I mean, any, it's anyone's game. It's whoever it wants to lose game. to Clemson by 35 has that opportunity <laughs> this year. Yep. All right, let's move on to baseball. Doug, your time <laughs> to shine, my friend.
2: Well, like I said earlier, I— um, it's beautiful weather outside, but it is rainy in Chicago. The Chicago Cubs are damn near out of the playoffs now. They are, I think, two games from elimination. No, they got eliminated. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's a, I know, no, I know, they, exactly. they, they, they got eliminated. Mathematically, they are two games out. In everyone's heads, they are eliminated. They lost Four straight one-run games. Four straight one-run games. Two straight one-run blown leads. Exactly. Oh, thanks. (laughs) The Um, Cubs fans
1: aren't that happy with Cubs.
2: To the Cardinals, who obviously that's their big rival. It's one of the biggest rivals in baseball. Um, And and for it to come at this point of the season, yeah, you can point at injuries. Yeah, you can point at people not producing or Joe Madden, whoever you want to point at. The collective group did not get it done. We'll be back next year probably with a lot of new faces, and that's what Chicago needs. So,
0: what is the plan going forward? Because Joe Madden right now is not guaranteed to be your manager next year. He does not have a contract for next year. So, is it the right idea for them to go after, you know, Mark DeRosa and David Ross have been thrown out as like names of players who would be a good fit potentially for the Cubs? Or do you stick with Joe Madden, who you know what you're going to get with Joe Madden?
2: Joe Madden's going to be a manager next year, but for the San Diego Padres. I was going to say San Francisco Giants, but I, I
1: feel like he fits more in San Francisco yeah. too. I feel like I San know. Diego needs a younger guy who can relate to Tatis and yeah. Your I don't know. I, I, bottom system. line, he's just not going to be with the Cubs. Yeah, you think, think he's th- gone? He's gone. It's got to be someone else. Consensus among the Cubs fans is like, thanks for 2016, but get out of my clubhouse, please.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's a lot of respect to him because he did bring a World Series. To Chicago for the he for tried the to Cubs it, for the last he did time. Try and blow it. Yeah. But he got it and he successfully brought it here. So thanks for that. But with this talent that we have, we should not be missing the playoffs. We have Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, Javier Baez, Schwarber. Like there's names on this team that are very, very talented. We need a manager to manage the bullpen better and just kind of get the whole group together. New face here. That's what I want to ask. Craig Kimbrell. Mm-hmm. Oh, Craig Just, I mean, literally, open mic night. Just what's wrong? So last season, right, he did not have a good end of the season. No. And when we signed him middle of the season, it really did not give him a lot of time to get back into the whole routine of things. Because, yeah, you can think he's had, like, what, four four months about, three, four months to get regulated. But, one, there's been injuries. And, two, once you're in a baseball team for a while and, like, You're used to the whole season, the regular routine. You kind of get in the mojo of that, and when you're taken away from that, there's going to be some appearances and disappointments with him. So I just think it was a very disappointing season from him. I don't know what to expect next year because he's still rostered for two more years.
0: Now let me counter that because the Braves were in a similar situation at the halfway point of the season and signed Dallas Keuchel, and he's going to end up starting Game 1 of the NLDS for us. So... I am not sh- I think it was a kind of a talent drop off with Kimbrell this year. He just wasn't locating as well.
1: He just he whether he was hurt, tired, not in shape, I don't know, you name it, he just could he couldn't locate. And yeah. when you when you miss down the middle with 99, it's going to go very 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 <sighs> far. And not, like it's not like 99's not like this the specialty anymore. Like every team has four or five guys 4 or 5 no names coming out of the bullpen throwing upper 90s like yeah. it's not that special to have 90 I mean it is I mean don't, don't get me <laughs> wrong it's very special to throw 98 miles an hour but it's not as rare as it used to be take it in context and, yes and so you when you're just flipping 99 down the middle of the MLB hitters bad things will happen
2: yeah and like you said it's been that 97 98 mile per hour fastball where he hits all the other pitches in the at bat but one mistake and it's gone because it's easier to hit that as if you can catch up to it yeah. to hit it farther. And
1: honest, oh, yeah, well, he, honestly, Kimbrell's at his best when he's locating his fastball up in the zone. He doesn't really need to be corner to corner as long as he's up because his ball moves so much and his arm angle is so wicked. And then he drops that, that knuckle curve on you mm-hmm. low in the zone. If he can just stay like out of, like, between, like, from, from knees to, to chest, if he can just be out of that mid-region, he can miss wherever he wants over the middle. But his problem is when he gets... Down the middle.
2: The only positives I want to bring up two quick names for the Cubs that really should not be grouped with this negative season. It's one you Darvish who pitched yesterday. He almost pitched a complete game. He pitched eight great innings, one run, but then in the ninth he was just worn down and we don't have the bullpen right now to help him out there. But his second half of the season was unbelievable. Really, so really good. props up props to you Darvish and That's two
1: make that how much does that make you exhale as a Cubs fan? Because a lot that it looked very bad. Yeah, that,
2: that looked like a waste of a signing, but he really helped us out late. Two, Nicholas Castellanos. We talked about him last week. He really saved this Cubs. He's season. He's been a revelation. Yeah, he really saved this Cubs season from being a sub five hundred team. He leads the MLB in doubles. He is a better defender than I thought when he was when we got him. So yeah, he's not great, but he a big decision for the Cubs this off season will be to whether we should re-sign him or let him go. I really hope for my sake and for the Cubs' sake that we resign him.
0: I, I couldn't agree more. I I wanted the uh, – when the Braves weren't going to re-sign Nick Markakis, I wanted the Braves to go get Nick Castellanos because I think his bat is Unbelievable. one of the best in the game. Um, mm-hmm. His defense isn't great, but, like, Nick Markakis isn't playing a great defense at 35 years old anyways. So – um. Well, while we're talking about my team, let's talk about my yeah. team. The Bra- the ninety six win Atlanta Braves, uh, just finished up an amazing season. Not yet. Or cl- <laughs> not f- yeah. They closed out. They are in the process regular of season. closing out an amazing regular season. Um, clinching on Friday, clinching the uh, the NL East. The NL East, where no one, no expert picked the Braves to win, and uh, the Philadelphia Phillies are four games above five
1: hundred right now. Bryce Harper, three hundred million dollar man. I'd be so interested. Did did any of us pick the Braves to win that NL East? I, I I feel I I it might just be recency bias, but I feel like. I, do you have it written down? I'm gonna say
0: now? that I did. I know I did. I if I could go back in my notes, I'll we'll have that next week. I'll I'll pull that up next week. Um, but this division. Was not easy this year. At times, it was the most competitive in baseball. Um, but the Braves will look good. I, the only the only thing I got to say about the closing of this year, regular season wise, is who's going to be in the bullpen. I can't and I don't want to get into the minutia because I know no one really cares. But there's probably eight or nine guys that could make the team for, in the bullpen, and probably only six or seven of them are going to make it. Luke Jackson, who was our closer for a while. Uh, might not make the postseason team, and he just became the seventh Brave of all time, the reliever to have 100 strikeouts in a season. Like that, the, Craig Kimbrell was the last one to do it. So, like he's in rarefied company with the with the Atlanta people, and he may not even make the postseason roster. So, good baseball year, regular season, a lot of work to do, most likely against the Cardinals. Last time I played the Cardinals in the playoffs, infield fly rule. I was in eighth grade. It was. Besides the Falcon Super Bowl, the worst sports day of my life. Called uh, <clears throat> infield fly rule called in left field, literally in left field. Who
2: was under the ball? Was it the shortstop? No, it was a le- uh, might have been the shortstop because that te- like it de- it's a very judgmental call. I me being I a shit ump. you
0: not. It was three hundred fifty feet in. <laughs> In uh, like
2: action, mean, I think that's considered the outfield. It, by that point. It was
0: the outfield, and the game was delayed. I, I still have the alert saved on my It's gotta be phone. like on the edge of the infield grass. <laughs> the game, the game was delayed like twenty minutes because the beer cans and trash were being thrown on the field. Look it up. It was. I mean, it's seriously, it's terrible. Um, any other baseball stuff before we get into playoffs nope. next week? No, I know you don't want to talk <laughs> about it. Um, the playoff picture really hasn't changed that much. Now the Nationals are pretty much going to be the ones... Here's one the only thing I'll say about...
1: Because because under MLB, you wrote playoff picture update and expectations. I'm expecting chalk.
0: Yes. And we said that last yeah. week, too. We I think we all predicted a chalk CS. Yeah. Um, So we will get back to that next week when we know exactly
2: what is going on. For now, let's do overreaction of the week. Doug? Mine, I don't even know if mine's an overreaction at this point. But I'm going to say... Freddie Kitchens is the worst thing that could have happened to the Cleveland Browns. And watching this game last night, his play calling was atrocious. And it's obviously if results were different, then we would be looking at this differently. But he keeps on running the ball. He ran the ball on fourth down. What it was Fourth down and nine or something like that. Fourth down and ten. And he did a draw. got like four yards. That's cool. But nothing close to the first down. So that was a turnover of downs. And then the end of the game, he ran the ball three times. Really, nothing happened. And then the fourth down was just kind of a miserable play that Baker kind of almost made happen. But him just – and then I saw his post-game conference. I just think he's third, not a good coach, and he's not be the coach of a team where multiple personalities exist, and he's got to manage it better, and I don't think he's the guy. You
1: you can't have Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry and Nick
2: Chubb and not find a way to put up points. Yeah. What, what more can you need? Like. I feel the same way about the Falcons. Figure it out. I agree. Like I, th- I say it's an overreaction because I think he might turn it around, but no, I really don't I, well, think he like, was dubbed don't even The know Baker Whisperer.
0: That's why he yeah. was promoted because Baker liked him so much. So I mean, it's not the worst. Whatever. We'll see how the season yeah. ends. Alec, uh,
1: Daniel Jones is the guy. I, I wore. I'm a. New, I'm a Jets fan, but I wore my New York Giants football T-shirt today because I am all in on Daniel Jones. The next face of, of the New York Giants. It just it has the look. He had like he looked great yesterday. All the Giants fans are excited. I'm all in. Daniel Jones is the guy. And I'll say any quarterback the Panthers play this season will be better than Cam Newton. How about which quarterback would you rather have right now, Kyle Allen or Cam Newton? Kyle Allen. I don't want. I don't want Cam Newton. I think
0: I. I just. I. I'm, let me start over. Calmer. <laughs> I've watched Cam Newton play football for that's 2019 probably almost 10 years he started out of florida then won that national championship at auburn and he's been in my my team's uh division for years now and he's never really impressed me except for that one season that they went to the super bowl that was obviously impressive uh his arm strength is gone he can't throw the ball anymore and he's not a dynamic runner anymore because he's so injured i want to throw some stats at you from his first two games first two games the Panthers played the Cardinals. I mean, sorry, not the Cardinals. The uh, Buccaneers and the Rams. Tampa Bay, 25 for 51 for 333 yards. Decent stat line. No touchdowns. L.A., 25 for 38, 239 yards. One interception. No touchdowns. The dude's not throwing the ball well. and He's not running the ball well, and he's not healthy. That may be contributing to it. I just don't see it. I don't see enough for me to yeah, yeah. continue I, to
1: obviously be a, for, yeah. for you For you, so I'm not going to ask this question for you because obviously for you it's ability. Doug, do you think it's more injury-related or do you think it's ability?
2: I think there's definitely a mix of it, and I see where Justin's coming from, but I do think we need to see a healthy Cam Newton this season to make that judgment. I've seen a ca- healthy Cam Newton in past seasons where it's like, I don't know if this guy can do it, but... I'll give him another shot this year, but he's not healthy yet.
0: Will we see a healthy Cam Newton? And what is a healthy Cam Newton? Because he's had nagging injuries for Does years. Does healthy now. Cam Newton exist? Anymore? Yes. I mean, uh, like,
1: that's an actual question. That is we need question. To ask. It is a question. It is a question. It is a question. Mean, Especially for if, a guy who got beat up as much as Cam has in his career. It, it feels like this could be very Andrew Luckett. It feels like he hasn't been the same since that shoulder injury. Right, right. All right. We good
0: with
2: overreactions this week? Yes. Yes. All right, Doug, why do you love sports this week? The reason that I love sports this week is because every sport, every major sport that I at least I pay attention to, had something going on this week. Obviously, you have the NFL. They had, in the heat of things in Week 3, MLB playoff races, they're heating up. NHL, the preseason started this past week, so now they're starting. The NBA had just increased their tampering like fines or restrictions, whatever the heck that means. So Magic Johnson, even though he's not with the Lakers anymore, he'll have to pay attention to that. College football, obviously uh, week five, I think it was this week. Week four. Week four. Um, That's heating up. And then Kansas basketball, (laughs) they're in some trouble, and that's always a good thing if you're an IU basketball fan. So, I don't know, just every different sport has some headline that I paid attention to this week, and it, it made me happy.
1: Uh, for me, it was the pit special. Um, watching one of my friends catch a touchdown to beat
2: the fifteenth ranked team in the country—that was sweet. That was cool. Did you strike him out? Huh? Did you strike the quarterback? Was he your teammate? Yeah. Oh, okay, no. So he wasn't your opponent then. No, I mean,
1: I mean, literally, we played against each other. We went, to, we were the same hometown, high school teammates. Come on.
2: Uh,
0: for me, it was the CC Sabathia tribute video and first pitch. Not a huge Yankee fan here, but I do love CC Sabathia. I refuse to and will not watch it. It was a tearjerker. Hall of Famers, current teammates, uh, it was six minutes long. Um, I will the, never The video it. was awesome. Red Sox were on there, past and present. And then he threw out the first pitch to his mom. That was <laughs> a gut-wrencher cool. if you're a mother. Damn it, maybe
1: I will <laughs> I, I hate how the it, Yankees maybe I will are good at that it. stuff. Yeah, no, they, I mean, they I hate are so it. good at it. They're so good at it. They're so good at it.
0: It was. I mean, the retouch ad with the, the tip of the cap. Oh, oh. I st- Damn it! I, Damn it! I would be. Low. I watch it. that ad at least three times a year. Like actually, I'll just be like, Derek Jeter, respect that. Oh, it's unbelievable. All right, that's gonna do it to, uh, for us today, folks. Be sure to tune in next week for what looks like just another day in sports.
1: The street went out the corner of my eye I saw a pretty little thing approaching me she said I never seen a man who looks so